So it looks like you guys are frequent flyers with the Good Citizens of the Earth Club. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being. Thanks for watching. Please hit subscribe for me. It makes me feel better about myself because, you know, I'm working on my emotional intelligence and I need y'all to help me. You got to subscribe to the page so that I feel good. Help me out. No, seriously, I hope everybody's well. What has it been, a week, two weeks since we've seen each other? Hopefully we're learning. Hopefully this is engaging for you. Um, I promise you it won't be me every day, every show. I'm going to start getting some, some guests on here. And I know a, a wide range of people that uh, we can bring in to really dive into emotional intelligence and the things that are going on in the world today and how it fits into emotional intelligence and uh, how they're working into their lives. It'll be interesting for you. And I appreciate you guys, man. I'm excited about this. Um, I think the show is turning out great so far. I'm really pleased with what's going on. So I hope you are as well. So let's tune in today. What are we talking about? Let me pull up my notes so that y'all can get something worthwhile out of this. Good citizen. Pay attention. All right, look, today is motivation. Motivation. And that's a word. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day and, and he was commenting on the podcast and saying that, you know, uh, I love the show because a lot of the things you talk about may be redundant to some people. However, you know, the way I explain it is good, but also a lot of things aren't redundant to people. And I found that out and I agree with him. It's a subset of people out there that listen to me and, and it probably just reminds them of what they should be doing. And that's great. I hope I'm, I can be that for those that need it. Uh, but what I found in life is some people is just not redundant for it. They don't know, right? Um, if you didn't grow up in a, an environment of, of, of people that had high emotional intelligence, or if you didn't, uh, go to uh, a, a part of a team of something, maybe this is not evident to you and you're struggling through things in life, whether you are a child or in high school, college, career, family things, emotional intelligence is the way to do it. So if this redundant to you, great. Let's continue to improve together because I see life as steps and it never should go backwards. You should never fall backwards down steps. Always fall forward, right? So even then it shouldn't be redundant. So a big piece of, of, of life is motivation, motivation. And that's a word that could go very deep for some people. And some people can be very shallow, very superficial when it comes to that word. Um, if anybody knows me, I tend to find meaning in everything. Uh, and, 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 and that works for me because I, I'm, I'm always, uh, consistency is what's important to me. I think if you could ask me the most important thing in life, um, after my faith, um, it's being consistent. And I don't say family first. I don't say friends first. I don't say wife or children first because, because I consistent, they all want me to be consistent. Right? So if consistency is, is not important to me, then those relationships aren't either. So I don't even need to mention them. Right? Because it, consistency is where that starts. Even my relationship with God. Right? So motivation is about consistency, but let's dive into it um, and really go into what the definition is. And then we'll go from there. Buckle up. I'm going to give you, give you a second to tune in because I, 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 I want people to build with me. This isn't for my own gratification. I do this because I'm a bridge. I want to be a bridge for those people that need it in whatever way they need it. So motivation, if you look it up in the dictionary, and this is from an emotional intelligence perspective, it's a lot of different 
definitions of motivation out there, but emotional intelligence is uh, obviously what we're talking about. So our personal drive to improve and achieve, commitment to our goals, initiative, our readiness to act on opportunities, as well as optimism and resilience. Now that was a lot. So let me sum it up. Improve and achieve, commit, take initiative, readiness to act on opportunity. Now that one right there, I'm going to stand on for a second, but let me finish. And then optimism and resilience showing up in, in the face of adversity, right? The readiness to act on opportunities. That's a huge part of emotional intelligence for adults. Even adolescents. We already talked about this, but life is about moments. And you need to be there for those moments. But the challenge is, is that if you're not ready for the opportunities, then you can't be in the moment. So that all is based on motivation. What do you do before the show? What do you do leading up to it? All that practice and all that uh, study and film and all that singing, if you're a singer, all the practice in the speech or going through the numbers so you can do great on the presentation or preparing for the interview or whatever it may be. The day of is not where motivation lies. The day of is, is execution. You don't have to be motivated on the day of. I mean, it, it, you do, but that motivation on the day of comes from everything you did before it. So, so if I had to pick out one piece of what, the, in that definition of a motivation, what I really take for it, from it, um, is this the readiness, that word readiness, readiness. Because a lot of times opportunity doesn't even look like opportunity. I've met people in environments that are sitting in a bar at an airport. And I was traveling somewhere and they were traveling somewhere and just being a, a engaging person, you meet people that not necessarily you, they, that you get something from them, but just in that moment, you learn something sitting at the bar for 15, 20 minutes, an hour while you're waiting on your plane and having a bite to eat. And you sit down beside this person that teaches you a life lesson or, or give you something to pull you out of the dumps. Um, and, and so that readiness is important that you're always present. Readiness, it doesn't mean just practice or it, it's, it's that you're present in the moment. I was looking at Shark Tank the other night. It was a perfect example. The, 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 the guy, I won't mention the company because I don't want to disparage anybody, but he was a little rough around the edges, more so than I, I, I would say you should be in front of investors and not rough around the edges as he wasn't prepared. He was, he was extremely prepared. He was almost prickly, right? He didn't, he didn't really want to take feedback and nothing that, uh, like that. And that's about motivation. But at the end of the day, um, one thing I took from that is, and he got a deal from, he got all of, they were fighting over him. And I have never seen that before. But, but, what, but what that showed is that, number one, he had a great product and they wanted to invest in it. But number two, um, you know, some founders, and I go into a meeting sometimes with investors and you want to be likable. But sometimes likable isn't what they're looking for, an opportunity to invest in, 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 in grow their money. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's what investing is about. I mean, it can be an alter, it can be altruistic. It can be an angel investor or something. But at the end of the day, it's about that's the goal of investing. And um, so you always have to be that because I'm high on the likability factor. I want to be like. But when you're doing something that you're trying to get somewhere and your motivation, be yourself. And the thing that I found about him that, that, that I think he got over the line, he literally had all of them fighting over him and he got a better deal than he even asked for is because he was authentic. And even though he was a little prickly and they even said it, um, they knew that he's going to achieve what he said he's going to do and he's going to show up in it because he's motivated. And that motivation shows how he showed up in it and he was uncompromising. 
goes beyond money and drive, right? And and now I just said that a second ago, but lacking, uh, lacking in it is if you only want money or fame or people to praise you or you feel good about yourself, um, and that's your motivation, it'll get you somewhere, right? It'll get you down the road a little bit. But the challenge is that's your only motivation. Then what happens when you start a company and you can't pay yourself for years? You keep showing up. Because, I, I mean, if you look at Jeff Bezos, a perfect example, Amazon, he didn't make money for like 20 years. Now, profit. They were paying people. He was getting paid. But profit, he didn't make for 20 years. Now, his motivation was so dialed in that he actually told the investors that day one that this is a long run. Right. But that's the point of it is that you really have to be dialed in from the point of uh, uh, of what it is you want. That's a very important in motivation is your desires, your expectations, which we'll talk about in a minute, is you have to have a starting point, a foundation of why are you doing this? And, it, and if there's something that's superficial of money and money's not there for a while, you may quit. If it's something superficial is you need others to praise you and they probably won't praise you, what you find is the people that you think are going to be happy for your success, they may not be. And it may not be a, a, a limiting something in them. They well, it, well, it's limiting, but it may not be necessarily against you personally. It may just be the fact that they're not fulfilled and they're not they're, they're focused on their own things. They may be deep in problems. You don't know what people are going through. So if you need them to always praise you, you're going to quit. If you always need to be in the spotlight, um, I found, uh, and we're, we're going to get into faith and emotional intelligence because um, it's a big deal for me. It's a new thing that's rising in emotional intelligence. Where does faith work into that? And I'm a Christian. Um, and one of the biggest things for me uh, in, 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 in that is that uh, it has to have a foundation so that you can continue to have a, a point that you're focused on. And if, it, if that's not there, then quitting is always a primary option, unfortunately. So in that, uh, have something deeper that you're going out there. Sure, we all want to make money. Of course. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. Uh, sure, we all want to be, I, well, I don't necessarily want to be famous, but I do want to make an impact in this world and, 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 and leave something behind. So that's a form of fame. I don't need to be on a TV screen, but I need to, I need a, I need to have a post in the ground that when I'm no longer here, it's, it's somebody else can start there and go further. That's the point, right? So it has to be deeper than just something superficial that you can go get. You can go get another job and make money. Maybe it's not enough, but you can make money. Like it, it, that, that's not it. That's not it. People that are filthy rich killed themselves. Just like a person homeless on the street. So that should tell us that it's not just about money and, and, and possessions from other people or things. It has to be deeper. And we'll talk about that deepness and I'll tell you a story about what that means for me. But you need to be thinking about that. Uh, teenager in high school, in college, career people changing, uh, new things are happening, nervousness, fear. Why are you doing it? And another big part of motivation, and then we'll jump into to, uh, how we can improve it and, and why pets matter. I'm going to make sure I put that up front because uh, pets are a huge part of what I do and why I do it and how I do it. Um, so I want to make, I want to weave into every single conversation we have with guests and everything or where pets fit into that and help can help you. Um, but self and others, motivation is self, sure, internal. Why are you doing it? But others are always involved in motivation, so much so that I've been in situations where you work in a group setting and people are completely different in a group setting because they don't want to be embarrassed or they don't want to be ridiculed for not carrying the weight. Um, that social pressure of a group 
uh, you'll see people work at a much higher level. That's why teams achieve. And then you take that same person out of that group and their motivation may not be that high because they don't have that same social pressure, that same social proof there. So um, one thing you always have to watch out for is that number one, find what motivates you and, and plan it in you so you show up. But two, how do you motivate others? Because at the end of the day, the point of emotional intelligence is to get to a successful outcome. And I truly believe everybody that may not believe this and most that, that, that are practitioners of emotional intelligence, but I truly believe that the goal is that, that, that people that are with you and surrounding you should get to a, to a, a positive outcome as well. You know, it's going to be competitive situations, negotiations and business deals. And I just don't believe that it always has to be a winner and a loser. I think it, it, we need to frame what we want out of things and how we can both come to an admirable outcome because I believe a partnership um, doesn't last long term if somebody is always winning and losing, right? Um, so that's a big part of it for me is others. How do you motivate others? How do you come to a common ground? Um, and, and because look, people are always watching. And for me, um, and I'll talk about this in a little, but it's about being a bridge. It's about being supportive. It's about helping other people win. That's what motivates me, right? So others are a big part of what I want out of my life. Um, and that's why I call it a valuable life, right? Because others are important to me. Not a valuable life that I think I'm better than you or have, I'm never. I'm no better than a homeless person on the street. I, mean, I don't think I'm created to be better. I don't think I can become better. I don't want to be better. The point of a valuable life is that you can benefit from me as much as I'm benefiting from me and vice versa, right? Motivation can't be taught. Can't take, teach you to be motivated. You have to find that within you. I have a lot of things that I stakes in the ground that I, that motivate me on a moment to moment basis. And I know how important that is. So I do it, but do you, Think about this. You have to start diving into yourself like you dive into everything else on social media or sports or, or makeup or money or hair or whatever it is that you want to present to the world. None of it looks good enough until you work on the inside of you. I don't care how much makeup you put on, the clothes you put on, and your, your videos on social media, whatever it may be, it really still comes down to you. People are worried about AI because they don't know themselves. What can AI do better than me? And that's not arrogant. It's not, I'm not egotistical. I'm no better than anybody. But God gave me a brain and I have my own AI. So I'm not worried about AI replacing me because I'm me. And nobody can replace me other than God. And he doesn't have the desire to do that because I'm standing in my purpose. So let's go a little bit further. You can't teach it, but it can be improved and influenced. Again, I can influence people to be more motivated just like I can influence myself to be motivated. Focus on that. And the best thing about motivation, in my opinion, is it allows for flexibility and adaptability. If you look at the current times that we're in with COVID and you know all, all the political stuff and mass shootings and all this stuff that's going on around us that literally, um, if you're human, you're a little apprehensive about it. I mean, come on, I don't care who you are. You're apprehensive, it's, it's, it's a lot of uncertainty. Um, if you have motivation and if you, if you know what motivates you, none of that matters. It shouldn't, especially if you have a foundation of something that we'll talk about. But it doesn't matter because I'm flexible and I can adapt. I remember when COVID was coming and uh, we were, what, in our fourth year business or so, uh, and maybe fifth year. And I remember 
talking to somebody that came in the store that day. I happened to be there. And it was right before the shutdown. I think they shut everything down like two weeks later. And uh, everybody was worried about the shutdown. And, and here I'm a business owner, entrepreneur. I um, mean, you know, I don't have tons of money in the bank. I was just as vulnerable as every other business. Um, and thank God the pet industry ended up being, well, pet stores that sold food ended up being, uh, ended up being uh, essential. So we didn't have to close here in Florida. But I didn't know that. But it never crossed my mind to worry about being closed. I just didn't. Um, and, that, and that's not because I'm... Like I'm off on in the clouds. Nah, I'm a pretty realistic person almost to a fault. I don't really want to talk about anything fanciful. Um, I'm all about being pragmatic and getting it done. And I just never thought it I when when we actually were allowed to stay open, it never affected me. I was happy about it, but I never expected anything different. And not that I had any power there. But the point is that I would have adapted and been flexible to whatever. That's the biggest part of motivation that allows you to keep going, is that you can adapt. Work on your motivation. So what does low motivation look like? Just so you can identify and be self-aware. Um, you can't be corrected or coached. Can't. And that's levels to it. I mean, you look, you can make it to the NFL or to the NBA or, 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 or the best ballerina in the world or, or, or the, one of the top executives in the world or whatever it may be. Um, and you still have to be coached and corrected. It's levels. So no, you may not correct me on how to, 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 to do something that I should have learned how to do years ago, but I definitely need to be coached. I'm getting the NBA right now. And, uh, and, and the reason I'm getting my NBA now after going to college and playing professional sports and having a, a pretty successful career thus far and being an entrepreneur and founding my own business is because I've gone to a point that I am, I don't, so I, I'm in conversation and doing things that I'm not as familiar about. I don't have the experience there. So I'm going to get more education in order to be coached and, and to be corrected so I can continue to excel. So never think that you're too far alone to be coached or corrected. As a matter of fact, it was a Hall of Famer. I can't remember who the football player was, but he was saying that, you know, he had been in his career three or four years and he, and, and he was highly touted out of college and he didn't he wasn't really having a career that people expected. He felt that way. Um, and then he got a new a, a new position coach that came in and spoke into him and said he sees what's in him and that he needs to put it out so other people can see it. And just somebody speaking into him and telling him who he was and making him aware of himself brought out a Hall of Fame career. You can't be coached and you can't be corrected. You're going to sit the bench in one way or the other, sooner or later, promise you. Exceeding expectations and never a thought. Do you ever try to go above and beyond? Do you ever try to go above and beyond? Do you wait an extra second to hold the door for somebody that's 10 steps away and not one? You ever let somebody in traffic? And I talk about these simple things because these are the things that attract things in our life. I'm going to talk about some things one day that people are going to get mad at me for, and I won't even bring it up here, but it's, you attract things to your life simply by the way that you tend to treat things. And that not being able to be coached or uh, corrected and never really going further than you need to for people or things or even yourself, it's low motivation. It's gonna, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Being overly risk averse and fearful. Now you say, well, hold on, fear and low motivation. I'm just scared. Fear stops you from doing things. So it absolutely has something to do with your motivation. Absolutely. That's why you almost have to do things that you're scared to do. Just to, so that you're motivated, continue because if you if you stop at the fear moment, I promise you, you will never go by it. You will stand at that fear moment for the rest of you. You'll be a 13 year old, 70 year old. Motivation is definitely rooted in fear, 
and needs to be pulled out if you want to do things big in your life. You don't want to innovate. You don't want to be flexible and adapt. COVID hits and suddenly your employees don't want to work because look, I was open during COVID, but as the people, I was by myself. So here I am with a store that's open, not few businesses in the world open and I'm open and my employees didn't want to work. I wasn't going to close. So what did I do? I communicated to my customers that I'm going to be open three days a week at these hours and I'm going to deliver the rest of that time. So don't you worry, you can get everything you need. And we did it by myself for a few months. I didn't know what was next or what was going to happen, but I'm flexible and I'm adaptable. And I did it because I'm motivated because I know why I'm doing it. And it wasn't, had nothing to do with money. <laughs> so COVID hits and the world's going crazy. And I moved through it like a fish swimming through warm Caribbean water. And I'm not bragging. I put the tools in place in my life to be able to react to things like that. And believe me, I was scared and I was burnt out and I'm still burnt out and I'm tired and it's tough and being an entrepreneur and doing these things. But the motivation is not even what gets me out of the bed. The motivation is why I go to bed. Because I got to get up tomorrow and do it again. See what I'm saying? Frame it. Okay. What else does low motivation look like? And I'm going to speed this up so we can get to the back end of this and the stories because this is going to make sense to you. You disregard others' ideas or you attack them. If you don't like an idea that somebody has, don't always be the person to tell them up front. Let them get it out and parse it out and try it before you leave a quit on them. Because it may turn out to be something that is exactly what you thought it would be or should have been, but the sausage had to be made. And if you're always attacking people, disregarding people, number one, it's because you don't ever accomplish anything. So the way that you soothed yourself from always quitting and running or attacking is never wanting to hear their idea further than what you like about it. I won't even go deeper into that. If that's a problem you have, shut up. And I'm not trying to be rude, but shut up. Shut up. Listen, if you always attack other people's ideas, but you never have anything that you can do alone or by yourself or whatever it may be, you may need to be quiet and let their ideas motivate you to a better place. That's it. All right. So before I jump into uh, exploring how we improve our motivation and I'm going to speed up, let's talk about how pets can improve your motivation. Dogs, cats, fish, birds, pets can improve your motivation. And it's something you need to weave into your life. I'm the emotional pet guy. So we got to talk about the pets, right? And it's a huge part of emotional intelligence. Nurturing. It improves self-worth and the meaning you have. Again, motivation is about something deeper. What's the meaning of your life? Help, pets help you do that because you learn to nurture something. And then it's not just you out here and listless in the wind, being pushed by the wind to and fro and scared. You're actually doing something for another living being that benefits from it. And it helps you find meaning. It builds your confidence because you're taking care of something, that whole nurturing deal. It forces you to be active, which can reduce stress and anxiety. And stress and anxiety is a huge inhibitor of, 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 of motivation. Anxiety is the same as fear, but anxiety is a little different than fear because fear tends to be uh, an illicit reaction, meaning that you, it, it, you, it, it, it happens when something happens, like a dog is walking towards you and you're scared of it. Or you, it, you're looking 
on, on your mountain and as you're driving and you're scared of heights. Fear is more, it, it's, a, it's a visceral reaction to a stimuli. Whereas anxiety is something that you rehearse. And you, in your mind as you're driving home or to the meeting or to the speech or, or calling the person that you needed to network with, but you feel like an imposter. Anxiety is almost more crippling than the fear because it's almost the prerequisite to fear. You're practicing the fear, right? Pets help you get over that. That's important. Uh, let's go, let's see structure. It gives you structure in life. Motivation is a big, big part of structure. Now, I'm not the most structured person. People that know me mean I'm kind of off the cuff and I may not be seemingly the most prepared. But what I found about myself is that I'm not prepared and I'm going to go study and cram and have all these things ready for the test. My preparation, I talk about it all the time, is I do it years before. I do it days before. I do it because I'm reading a magazine for no reason. Just because I like to learn stuff and lo and behold, a week later, something I read in that magazine is like funny how it works. But so my preparation is in my curiosity in general. Your preparation may be the week, the day before. But the point is, is that it gives you structure in order to be motivated and do something. Because what? Motivation is about consistency. It's the foundation of it. If you can't be consistent, you're probably not motivated. And it's the chicken before the egg. You kind of need both. You can be motivated but not consistent and you're going to quit. Because you're not consistent and it's going to fall apart. And you can be motivated and not consistent. Excuse me, consistent and not motivated. And you're probably not going to do it. You're just doing things, just running through the motions. You're just doing things over and over to feel like you're doing something. But the motivation doesn't take you further. That's the point. And then the last thing, well, two more things. It, it teaches you, three, it teaches you responsibility. Obviously, that's a big part of motivation. What are you responsible for? Why are you showing up? And it also teaches you altruistic behaviors, meaning you help other people. That's a big part of my motivation. Altruistic is you coming home to make sure your dog ate. You're going out of town and you don't want to take him to that daycare because you don't think he likes it there much, so you find another one. It's that, it's a, that altruistic behavior that you're coming outside of yourself to help something else feel comfortable and succeed is a huge part of motivation for me. Um, and it reduces isolation. You'll find that people, again, we talk about that group thing is people tend to work harder and, and, and faster and do better in groups on teams than they do by themselves sometimes because they don't have any self-motivation. Um, but that isolation is the same idea. It reduces isolation. You, it takes you outside. You walk the dog. You go to the dog park. You, you take pictures of your dog and you share them online. It's community of, of, of pet owners that meet and have doggy dates and things. Um, it's a huge part of being motivated is coming outside of yourself and interacting with other people. Other people, other people, other people are the biggest part of your life. It should be. And if it's not, that's probably why you're at where you're at and feeling unfulfilled. Pets can help you with your motivation is the point. Reach out if you want some other uh, reasons that pets can help you with your motivation. Or even reach out if you want to rescue or adopt a pet. I'm connected to a lot of organizations that can help with that locally and nationally. Um, so reach out, shoot me a text message or something. If, if you need a pet in your life, I say a dog or cat is great, but a fish can help. Um, but I like dogs or cats because there's so many of them in a rescue. It's so many of them that need good homes is that you can really improve your life by improving theirs. Let's talk about it if you want to. So how do we improve it? Well, it's a construct in um, uh, uh, emotional intelligence, which is know thyself, choose thyself, and give thyself. And I won't touch on know thyself and choose thyself because we kind of already went there with uh, self-awareness and uh, uh, self-motive, uh, 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 self-awareness and self-management, how you behave. Where we really at now with motivation 
and empathy, which we'll talk about next in an, in, in, in the next episode, um, is, is to give yourself. Know thyself is knowing yourself and who you are and what's going to trigger you in situations you're in. Give thyself, excuse me, and uh, 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 choose thyself is okay. This is what I'm, I know this situation is going to happen and this person or that. And then this is how I'm going to choose to behave so that I can do that no matter what going on inside me in that moment. And then give yourself is the most important today and really is the is the foundation of emotional intelligence after you know and you can uh, behave is is give yourself and give yourself means why are you doing it? Who are you going to give them? What are you giving? What are you giving yourself? Why are you doing this? That's what give yourself is. That's the bottom line of motivation. And if it's money or things, it's not going to last. It should be deeper. So exploring your motivation and giving yourself why are you doing it is what we're here. So first is it clarify your desires, expectations. The bottom level of motivation, why are you doing it? What do you expect? What I find is if I expect to start a business and be successful and franchise it, then that means I'm going to have to go through a lot to get there. That means it's going to take years to do it. That means that I'm going to have to learn. That means that I'm going to have to Go. That means I'm gonna have to be scared. That means I'm gonna have to be fearful. That means I'm gonna have to connect. That means I'm gonna have to raise money. That means I'm gonna have to study. That means I'm gonna have to get my MBA. I know what it takes to do what I say I want. My desires, which can be 20 years out. And I find that that's what I'm the best at. I'm not the most day-to-day, I'm gonna dig into the details person. I dig into details, but from the aspect I wanna learn so I can move forward. I'm not digging into the details just so I can stay there. Right. So that piece of it, of knowing, clarifying what it is you want is the basis of 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 motivation. It helps you focus and helps you visualize the positive results. So what am I saying? Clarifying what you want, knowing that I want to do this. And now here we are eight years and we're doing it. And it took a lot to get there. That's what got me through the parts of the four or five years that I was depressed and didn't want to go every single morning. I would get up and that structure, I still did it, right? I could visualize the good results and the win and the outcome. I could visualize eight years ago today, eight years ago, right? I didn't visualize the barriers and mistakes. That's what clarifying what you want. It, it allows you to go towards something and remain there. And I, I was actually talking to somebody this morning about this, but, I, you know, before games, I would visualize before the game the night before of making plays, making an interception, making a tackle, tackling this play getting called, and I did it and made the play. I would visualize those things. And lo and behold, it would happen a few times. The same thing I visualized would happen in the game, those deja vu moments. Visualize it. In neurosurgery, I sold drills and saws for brain surgery. This particular surgery, uh, we sold the drills and it had different bits to cut bone, a high speed drill. So it couldn't skip around in people's brain. You didn't want it to cut the dura, hit the hit a hit a vessel, a carotid artery or something and, and, and they die. So what would happen is that I would do demos and cadaver labs and stuff with doctors. Well, I would go pick up the drill and play with it, too, and press hard on this special place. So I would see if it would jump and things. I would visualize the surgery. And do it myself. So that when I was in actual surgery selling the equipment and giving the doctor feed, the giving the surgeon feedback, and I'm looking at the view that he's looking at through the microscope, and he's next to the internal carotid artery, uh, carotid artery, and or something, I had already played with that on a bone uh, a demo or in a cadaver lab on an actual skull. 
that I knew what the bird would feel like and jump and I could direct him a little bit better, even though I had never done the surgery, right? That's the point of it, is it clarify what it is you want so you can visualize the positive stuff and leave the negative stuff out of the picture because you definitely attract what you're thinking. Second piece of it, speed this up so I don't keep you guys too long. Consistency is a symptom of success. And I've talked about consistency, but I always come back to it. Always come back to it. Consistency is a symptom of success. We know what symptoms are. You have cold symptoms. You're coughing, you're sniffling, you have a headache, throat hurts, chest is tight, fever, symptoms. A person that is consistent has a symptom of something. Now you're consistently good uh, uh, in bad things and you're going to have a symptom of it. You smoke meth, probably not going to have any teeth at some point. That's a symptom of smoking meth. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying consistency, positive consistency, being consistent towards things years for years will take your trajectory so much further than spurts. And that's why neutral matters, right? That's why neutral matters. That's why neutral matters. Consistency is where that is. That's what it lies. So it allows you to display the symptoms of success so that you recognize them and you show up in that and win and that people around you recognize it. Because remember, motivation is about others too. And if you're consistently successful, if you're consistently diligent in this or you consistently post or consistently or whatever you do, people see that. And they want to come to that. Investors see that. And they want to invest in that. It's important. God sees that. And he finances what you're doing. Faith is currency, right? Where we at? So set and recognize milestones. Little bites. Small beginnings, right? It's a big part of improving your motivation. You know, I'm, I think my biggest skill, and, I, and I've done a lot of personality tests and really dug into this. Obviously, I'm an emotional intelligence coach. But one of my biggest uh, strengths is futuristic. And it basically means that I could hit 10 years out today and 10 years out. That's what futuristic means. And I'm not bragging everybody has strengths. But that futuristic piece is, 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 is a big deal. But I found that it works for me. But it may not work for somebody else. You try to think 10 years out, you get overwhelmed and quit day one. And that's, I'm not picking, I'm, I'm serious, know yourself. So maybe you need to set milestones. Maybe you need to set big, smaller pieces. Small beginnings, and I started there, even though I'm a futuristic person. You know, we just started, my, we just joined the church and we have found the members of the church, um, Pastor Rashawn, Apostle Rashawn, uh, and my wife's a, a pastor in the church as well. And uh, it, it, the church is in Alabama, and we travel there often. Um, and 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 then we have an e campus as well. And 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 Pastor Rashawn, who's a young man, and I love him. I mean, he he's wise beyond his years. That's why I know God is in him, and he's and he's preaching the gospel and and teaching. I love teaching, and he's teaching. But the the beauty of it is, is we just he just um, opened his his first church up, and just just uh, leased it and everything a few weeks ago, and we went to it in Alabama, and 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 it's, and, and it's beautiful. And, and the reason it's beautiful to me is because, number one, he's a young man and he's walking out what God told him to do. But number two, he it, it, it's small beginnings. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a, in, a, in a funny way. I love this and I love what we're doing and I love what he's doing and I support it wholeheartedly. I'm not picking. I'm saying the small beginning shows me that he's committed. 
And he's not trying to go and do something, wait forever so he can save up and do it big or try to ride somebody else's coattails at a big church so he can be on camera and then hopefully, no. He went and started a small church and maybe not the most attractive area because he's committed to what God told him to do. Small beginnings are exactly what life's about. And that's how you hit the big goal 10 years out. That young man inspires me so much and people like him because he's willing to start small and forget the ridicule of other people and start doing what God told him to do and walk out his purpose on a daily basis as those same people that are probably laughing or sitting at home murmuring and complaining. Small beginnings. So Pastor Rashawn, I know you're watching this, man. I love you. I love what you're doing. And that small church that you're starting, that we're very much a part of, is making a bigger impact on this world than some of these mega churches. And you'll have a mega church one day. I ain't even what you want. Love it. But the point is, a small beginnings is something that's a big part of motivation. Set milestones so you can hit them and keep moving forward. It's easy to make mistakes in between milestones and feel good about it and keep going because they call lessons when you do that. If you hit a mistake and you're 10 and you're trying to hit this big old thing and you go spend a million dollars at once and you do all this stuff and then you spend all of it, that's not a milestone. That's failure. That's called quitting. You went too fast and went too far and you didn't have any feet under you. Small beginnings. All right, so here we at. Commit, commitment sets your expectations so you can show up in them. I always say, get up, get up, get up. I'm committed. So if I'm running around the field and a lineman catches me, I didn't see me, knocks me down, knocks the wind out of me, and I get up and make the tackle anyway, boom. Get up. Commitment. In Canada, I remember this vividly. And it was actually, I was trying to make the team that first year, my rookie year, and it was a preseason game. And no, it was actually in season. We were out in Edmonton playing. And I was on the backside of the play. If you're not familiar with football, backside of the play means that they ran the ball away from me. And not only did they run it away from me, they threw it away from me to a receiver, like snapped the ball and immediately threw uh, a, a little hitch route. And the receiver had it. He at the, at, like immediately when the play started, he was 30 yards away from me on the other side of the field. I engaged my blocker, ripped him, got away, and took an angle towards, uh, like I can remember, like the 10-yard line. He broke on the other side of the field a tackle and broke down the sideline and was going to score. And because I was committed to helping my team win and doing my job because I was 50 yards away and sprinted towards an angle like we practiced to do, I met him on the five-yard line and tackled him and saved the score and we ended up holding him to a field goal. Again, I'm not bragging. That commitment made me work hard when it didn't even look like I would have made that play. And because I was committed to it, I made the play because I was where I was supposed to be, even though I really wasn't supposed to be there. See what I'm saying? Authentic. Authentic is a way to improve your motivation. One of the easiest ways to quit is not be yourself. You're showing up in the office every day or showing up in your team or in your relationship or whatever it may be every day, somebody else faking people out. Well, the easiest way not to want to do that no more and burn out is be fake. Be authentic. Be yourself. I don't care if people don't like it. Be yourself. I told you about the entrepreneur on Shark Tank that I thought he was a little bro. I wouldn't have said that to them, but if you like... And it worked for him because that authenticity demonstrated to them that this dude is not going to quit. All right. So let's look at this. I got a couple stories and one of them is really quick. Um, first one is, 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 and this is not even a story. It's kind of a little, uh, well, it's a good story, but the elephants in the rope. And the reason I tell this elephants in the rope st uh, story is, uh, 
the the elephants in the rope story is that 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 it, the limiting beliefs is, and we all know it. The elephants were tied up, and the and the man came and said, well, "Why are they all standing there? They only had that little rope around. They can walk away and leave." And the dude said, "Would well, put that same rope on them when they were young," and it did stop them from going anywhere. So now that they're bigger and the rope can't stop them, guess what? It does, and it's all about the limiting beliefs. They never believed they could do it. Motivation first starts with believing you can do it. One of the things I always do in public is if I pick up, even if I didn't, if it's not nasty or something, I'll pick up a piece of paper and I didn't drop it in the trash. If I drop something, it's, it's, I'm imperative that I go back and get in and pick it up and throw it in the trash. Motivate. Little things prepare you to be motivated about big things. I'm motivated to do the right thing. Pick the trash up and throw it away that's even not mine. So then guess what? I'm motivated to do the things I need to do, right? The little things will lead you to bigger things. The last part of it is why am I motivated? Well, I believe that I owe people in my life that stuck it out for me, a single mother that uh, that wanted me to have the best and did everything she could in her power for my brother and I to grow up fruitful and have the things we need. I owe her to do things right and be successful. Motivated by that. I'm also a bridge and connector. That means that I, I want to help people activate. I want to help people get to their top. I want people to grow outside of me and go, right? I want an apple orchard. That's why I'm motivated to do the things I'm doing and to franchise and to take care of my pets and take care of my families and treat people right because that's my motivation of sticking it out when I'm depressed and going 10 years past the point, right? I'm gonna jump out of here because I've taken a lot of time today. Motivation is important to me, as you can see. I think it's one of the biggest parts of, of emotional intelligence and even why you even wanna know yourself and manage your behavior so that you can get to where you wanna be and that's really through motivation, all right? My name is Adrian Archie, Good Citizens. I love you. I hope this helped. I hope you like it. And uh, see you next week. Good Citizens of the Earth. Peace. About life now. Turn on the lights now. The Emotional Pet Guy Podcast, yeah. Talking about life now. Turn on the lights now.